What's going on, nerds, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. Now, Chris, it's been two weeks. Someone may or may not have forgotten a birthday and what day it laid on and things like that. So we're not going to go into the specifics. So it's been two weeks. But Chris, how have you been? I've been doing pretty good. How have you been doing? Hanging in there. Work's been a little crazy. Um, Went to my first Jeep meet. So that was fun. Oh no! Uh, went to the zoo. Crossed over to the dark side. Oh, it's listen. So I went to the zoo uh, two Fridays ago. Rained the whole time. And they let you come home? Yeah, I mean it was. There was like <laughs> seven of us there total inside the zoo. It was very, very weird. Um, and then we went to the jeep meet yesterday, and it rained off and on the whole time. So I'm just cursed, and I'm just kind of done with that. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's not fun. But listen, what is fun is a lot of things we're going to talk about. We got a lot of news, a lot of DC news as well, and um, some cancellations. Uh, my favorite book series may or may not be uh, getting its own TV series finally. I mean, who knows? But we're going to talk about all that here shortly. Quick housekeeping for this 80th episode. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on podcasting apps, whichever one you use. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment down below. Let us know how we can improve the show. Patreon, a little wonky right now. We found out that something was up and bugged with it. That's why no one was subscribing to it. Um, so I'm going to be fixing it this week, fixing all the tiers. So it will be at patreon.com slash nerdwide uh, once I get that back up and running. Chris? Yeah. For our TV stuff here, have you watched anything good? I know you and Jamie have been talking to American Horror Stories. Uh, she yeah. tried to explain some things to me about some of these episodes. And I'm just like, cool, you know, have fun. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So since we last did the show, they've come out with episodes two and three of American Horror Stories. Uh, episode two was pretty good. Episode two was pretty good. It was yeah. it was centered around getting a ring style camera on mm-hmm. your door, and uh, basically spirits showing up in the camera that have unresolved issues with whoever's living at the house that one sounds really interesting to me yeah considering we have ring cameras around the house i'm like no i will not be watching that cool concept very cool concept but uh no i'm just gonna pass on that one hard pass the third one was this uh was this week and it was uh they kind of based it around the the urban legend that someone pulls up behind a woman and they're flashing their lights, and they're honking their horn, and they even ram her car at one point. And she thinks, of course, they're after her. But it turns out they say they're trying to warn her because they saw someone in her back seat. Oh, no. No, thank you. And uh, it takes some turns. Now, Bella Thorne's in that. Yeah, she said she... Which Jamie said she looks really good in this one. She... She was one of the problems that I had with it. Mm, she said the she's... acting wasn't that good. She said she she's that... looked the best that she has in a while. I don't know yeah. what's up with that, but the acting was not good. She's not. It's going to sound probably really bad, but she's not likable enough for me to care what happens to her. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
I told Jamie Emma, Emma Roberts would have been a lot better in that role, or okay. even Skylar Skylar Samuels, okay, who Ryan Murphy worked with in Scream Queens, would have been great. She's for a role like that, you need someone that's likable, mm-hmm. and she's not. So, or at who least was... in this in this role, she wasn't likable. Who is the star in the second one? It's someone that I watch. Uh, the husband was. Um, I think that's who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Was uh, is it Max Greenfield? Yes, uh, uh, Schmidt from New Girl. Right. He, she said she he was really good. She really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. I was like, well, so yeah. are they doing every episode? They have kind of like a a celebrity. It's kind of that's cool. It it seems like each episode is someone that is somewhat well known. In some in the first two episodes, they've been on American Horror Story before in a previous season and then they have another guest star with them so see that's uh, i like that uh like that that's pretty cool to do something like that with it yeah with some celebs um Uh, anything else this week for these past two weeks oh yeah yeah i i didn't watch a lot of films i watched a lot of um documentaries and tv i finished up bull the michael weatherly Mm -hmm show um it ended its run so i finished that up i watched a documentary called i can't remember if we talked about this this was right around the the last time we recorded girl in the picture i don't think i think i may have no i think you said you were going to start it but i don't know if we'd talked about it basically it's a uh documentary about a young woman who is found the victim of a hit and run i believe Mm. that's what she was and they find out that the person that was acting as her husband to the people that knew her uh, was actually they think her father yeah but then get this it it turns out through the course of the documentary they find out he wasn't her father he had kidnapped her when she was a little girl oh one of those and yeah and actually she had a son that ended up in the foster system and apparently he was this guy's son so it takes all it's a true crime documentary so it takes a lot of little twists and turns what is that on because i want to see if jamie's seen that or if she hasn't she's uh i think it's a netflix okay documentary most of most of these are on netflix and somebody just tore up part of your house (laughs) that that was probably fury sound like someone pushed up the nose but yeah, most of these are Netflix. Perfect Bid was kind of interesting. If you're old like me, um, you remember The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, back in the 70s, he began tracking all the prizes mm. and what they were going for. And so he was able to sit in the audience at tapings and scream out the correct price down to the dollar. Um, and eventually gets, huh? That sounds like counting cards or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really an interesting documentary. It, it was pretty good. I'd recommend a watch for people that are familiar with uh, with Prices Right. Um, DB Cooper, Where Are You? is one that I watched. This one's multiple episodes. It's like three or four episodes. Hmm. I love the topic, but i don't like what they they just introduced another possibility for who it could be oh of course and i i feel like that 
it would have been a better documentary if they had they could do that but then do a comprehensive thing of these are all the people that they think and these mm-hmm. are why they think it was them and this is why people don't think it was them because it's just more onto it and at the same time when when the documentary's over you don't feel like you've gotten anything out of it right so it's hmm. that kind of sucks where are uh no not where are you that's the the most hated man on the internet um ben this is about the guy huh? Trump. ben shapiro no no <laughs> this is about the guy that started the website um i think it was called is anyone up this was the revenge porn website oh yeah where people would it started out people were only taking pictures of people that they had gone out with and they were putting them online mm-hmm. um, for everybody to see and then it evolved into this guy paying somebody to hack people's emails and cloud i guess cloud accounts and right. stuff trying to pull content just to put it up on the website mm. um, so it's all about that case and then I, I've gotten through the first two innings of Ken Burns Baseball, which I've seen before, but it's a great documentary. Uh, it's very long. It's 10 innings. They they call each chapter an inning. That's smart. Uh, and then the last one, Baseball Time Capsule, the Barry Halper collection. This guy was said to have a collection that rivaled that of the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Um. And then I I did some digging because this was made back around 1990. I did some digging, and since he's passed away, but it came out that he had some authentic items in his collection. He also had some items that were fake. Oops. And some of the authentic items he had, he had apparent he had allegedly stolen so from not, the collections not a good person, then. <laughs> from the collections of various libraries and things like yearbooks of some of these athletes and mm. so yeah Mm-mm. a lot of uh, a lot of interesting topics covered now you you've been through the ringer lately <laughs> yeah I... what have you been watching though tyler yeah big brother live feeds big brother episodes oh lord um what have you what about little those? brother do what what about little brother no we don't talk about little brother they're they're oh. not talked about you know it's you know, it's kind of a hush-hush kind of thing. That's, oh, okay. Um, other than, like, you know, I've watched a couple episodes of Boy Meets World because I watched the podcast, rewatch, and then Smallville, watching the rewatch for it. Um, I think that it's, and this, it's always sunny, I'm doing the same thing. But I've also started Umbrella Academy. Yeah. This most recent season. I'm telling you, it is, it is good. Like, it is on par with Legends of Tomorrow for me. It's just a more mature Legends of Tomorrow. But it still has that quirky funness that LOT brings. Mm-hmm. I think I've got three more episodes and I'm done with this season, so I should be finished this week. But again, it depends on when Big Brother people go to sleep and when they're awake and stuff like that. Right. I, I sound so creepy. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this on, on this everything I watched, aside from obviously American Horror Story and the baseball stuff, everything else is on Netflix. Mm, okay. So, I am gonna text Jamie about girl in the well, not tell Jamie about girl in the picture. So, but Chris, let's talk about some fun news things. We've got some stuff coming from DC, Disney, Witcher, Santa Claus. We've got a whole lot of things here. I want to start off what I'm really excited about. 
a live action Aragon TV series is in the works. Now, I've talked about Aragon before. I don't remember in what context I've talked about it on the show. But for those who didn't listen, the Aragon series or the Inheritance Cycle is one of my favorite books ever written by Christopher Paolini. And you can actually see them on my shelf. They're right here. And I've actually got an autographed copy from Jamie. She got me from the author for the first book. And then his other books right there. But there was about, I want to say it was in the beginning of this year or the end of last year, the fandom decided to come together and do a tweet storm to try and get Disney to pick up a live action Aragon series, movie or something. Because the one that came out by Fox back in 2006 or five or something like that, we don't talk about it. It was terrible. No one talks about that movie. So they started a tweet storm is what it's called. And just everybody tweets about it and tags Disney in it, hashtags Disney in it, and everything like that. And so that's how I got tra- picked up and got traction. Um, Christopher Paolini, very vocal on Twitter, very vocal on the subreddit, things like that. He said, hey, um, people have noticed. And he said, all I said was thank you. And that was it. Never say anything else about it. So here we are two weeks ago. I gave you, I sent, I think I sent you a tweet. No, I think I just sent it to Jamie. But a live-action Aragon TV series is in the works. I'm going to Deadline.com by Denise Petsky. Disney Plus is developing a live-action television series adaptation of Aragon based on Christopher Paolini's popular young adult book series, The Inheritance Cycle. Aragon will be the first book in the series. Paolini will co-write the series and EP with Bert Salke executive producing via his CoLive 21 banner as part of his deal with Disney Television Studios. Uh, 20th Television is, is the studio. In the series adaptation, a teenage boy becomes magically joined with a newly hatched dragon. Together, they must learn what it means to be a dragon and rider as they fight the resistance against a tyrannical king. Um, quote, this has been a long time coming, said Paolini in a blog post. I can't tell you how many conversations, meetings, and messages were needed in order to reach this point, and we're still just at the beginning. However, none of this was impossible without everyone who has read the books, supported the tweet storms, and participated in this fandom over the years. So a huge thank you for me to every allegation out there. You brought the thunder. So, oh, I can't wait, and I want to be—I want to have some part of it somehow, some way. If I have to find extra castings, if I have to go to wherever they're filming, just to stand there and be, you know, some guy that you can't recognize, you know, far off on the screen or something. I just want to be there and be a part of it. So I'm hoping for Atlanta is where they film this. That's what I'm hoping for. I want to say you have mentioned this on the show, and I—I want to say that it was someone in the cast we were talking about mm. and and you referenced it but. i can't wait like it's i about cried when he tweeted that out i just got off of work and i saw that tweet and i was just oh, anyways uh next new story here the witcher season three pauses filming after henry cavill breaks his other leg i'm kidding he tested positive for covid so they suspended uh Filming for a little bit. You know, last season he broke his leg. Season before that, I think someone else got COVID or something. Must be something to do with people that play Superman (laughs) because. Not doing well. I don't know. No. Next new story here. There's another uplifter. Bernard the Elf is back with David Krumholtz set to reprise his role in the Santa Clauses. Going to Variety.com by Carson Burton. The Santa Claus is the Disney Plus limited series continuing the Santa Claus franchise is bringing back David Krumholtz in the role of Bernard the Elf, Ride has confirmed. Krumholtz is reuniting with fellow the Santa Claus actors Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell in the new series. 
Allen and Mitchell are set to reprise their roles of Scott Calvin in Santa Claus and Carol Calvin in Mrs. Claus, respectively. In both the 1994 film The Santa Claus and its 2002 sequel to Santa Claus 2, Bernard serves as a head elf on, of Santa's workshop. A stickler for getting things done on time, Bernard can tend to being a grumpier, less cheerful elf, but he does it all to keep the other elves on task and productive. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I can't wait to watch that at the end this year. No, that's, been, that's next I, year. I, I guess... Uh... I guess when it comes out, we'll review it, huh? That's that's my game plan. Listen, I've got the collection. I got it all for uh, Black Friday last year, and oh, it's my favorite like Christmas go-to movie. Um, next one here is for Marvel. I am Groot takes place between the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and its post-credit scene. I'm going to comicbook.com by a guy named BD. I am Groot is set to drop its five-episode run on Disney Plus in August, following everybody's taking. Following everybody's talking little tree on short adventures in the MCU, unlike other animated projects from Marvel Studios, the I Am Groot series is set in the main timeline and universe of the Infinity Saga. With Groot having appeared in five Marvel titles so far, the window of time where he was baby Groot with untold stories is where the team found an opportunity to use these short films. Quote, it's a narrow window, right? It takes place actually between the end of Guardians 2 and before the tag scene in Guardians 2. So it's in a narrow window there. Groot in that kind of post-toddler stage of development, Marvel Studios head of streaming Brad Winderbaum told comicbook.com in an exclusive interview. Quote, and it was something very, it was something that really excited James Gunn also. James also knew Kirsten's work and was excited about working with her as well. So now we know when that takes place. We've always kind of wondered. Or at least I did. Am I going crazy? Didn't they say at first this was not canon? I... I think I remember that. Yeah, the, yeah, they did because we talked. I think we talked about that two weeks ago, actually, when yeah. we did the MCU panel. Uh huh. Well, and here we are. It's, like, it's in the same universe and everything. Well, Somebody from DC is working at Marvel now. Right. Someone, uh... someone screwed up there. Speaking of, oh boy, the Flash. That from the CW will end with season nine. I'm going to HollywoodReporter.com by Leslie Goldberg, which you know we speculated this over the past year, anyways, with everything else being canceled. Mm-hmm. But it's official. The Flash's upcoming ninth season will be its last. The CW on Monday announced that its Grant Gustin, or excuse me, Gustin led DC comic superhero drama from Warner Brothers TV and Greg Berlanti Productions will end with a 13 episode final run. The conclusion of one of the network's most watched shows will air in 2023 as part of its mid-season roster. Production on the final season, will be, final season begins next month. Quote, nine seasons. Nine years of saving Central City while taking audiences on an emotional journey full of heart, humor, and spectacle. And now Barry Allen has reached the starting gate for his last race, EP showrunner Eric Wallace said in a statement on Monday. So many amazing people have given their talents, time, and love to bring this wonderful show to life each week. So as we get ready to honor the show's incredible legacy with our exciting final chapter, I want to say thank you to our phenomenal cast, writers, producers, and crew over the year who helped make The Flash such an unforgettable experience for audiences around the world. 13 episodes instead of 22. Yeah. I'm not angry, so that just means less filler. Um, Yeah. I imagine we are going to get a lot of cameos. Obviously, um, the way that they ended it, there was not really a a real big um, cliffhanger. But yeah, I'm glad that I wonder who the the big bad is going to be for the season. I kind of hope it's Reverse Flash and um, Harry Wells. I forget who plays the guy. 
Why can't I think of the guy's name? He's in every single season. Tom Cavanaugh. Yep, that's the one. And I imagine he's going to be the big bad. So I'm hoping. But I imagine we'll see everybody back in this one. But which brings up to my tweet that got tweeted out by um, discussing film when this news dropped. The Flash series finale will release on the CW a few weeks before the quote, the Flash film releases in theaters on June 23rd. If that comes out, which it's another story regardless. Um, the film was originally announced just a week after the Flash premiered on the CW in 2013. So it ends before the film even comes out June 23rd. And it's, uh, it was announced the week after the, the show premiered. What a, what a world. <laughs> um, speaking of CW, Stargirl Season 3 will premiere Wednesday, August 31st. Uh, a little bit of MCU Moon Knight news here. Moon Knight director Muhammad Daib and Oscar Isaac are currently in Cairo working on Moon Knight Season 2. Again, that has not been announced yet. But the fact that uh, there was someone in a boat with them in Cairo, and she just asked on it. It was a TikTok, and she said, she goes, oh, Oster Isaac Muhammad, what are y'all doing here? Uh, but no, she said, are y'all, will there be a Moon Knight season two? And they said, you think we're, why do you think we're in Cairo? And that was it. That's the TikTok ended. I said, oh, <laughs> oops. So I mentioned Kevin Feige. Uh, said, hey, 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 we were waiting till, uh, till um, D23. D- yeah. So, oops. But here we are. Um, and the last one here. Is a bit of a longer one, but it is something that we've talked about previously as well. HBO Max and Discovery Plus will merge into a single streaming service starting summer 2023. I'm going to WashingtonPost.com by Andrew Jong for this one. Warner Brothers Discovery will merge with will merge its HBO Max and Discovery Plus services into a single streaming platform as part of a plan to hit 130 million paying subscribers by 2025 in the highly competitive market. The streaming merger, announced Thursday by the recently formed media conglomerate's chief executive, David Zaslav, Zaslav, how do you pronounce it, during a quarterly earning calls, means Warner Brothers properties such as Harry Potter series and the sitcom Friends will be available alongside Discovery shows like Deadliest Catch and Worst Cooks in America. Warner Brothers Discovery will also develop a 10-year plan for its DC Comics. Put a pin in that, because we're going to come back to it. Um, that includes Superman and Wonder Woman, similar to what Disney did with the MCU, Zaslav said. So, uh, the HBO Max Discovery Plus merger aims to cut subscriber losses with a broad offering that has, quote, something for everyone in the household, said John Briock Perietti, Warner Brothers Discovery's global streaming chief. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're trying to get that many more by 2025, we will see. I don't think the problem of them being on separate streamers was the issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But HBO Max does have a lot of things on there. Sidebar on that, Chris, we really do need to start watching Harley Quinn, the show that's um, just had its season three come out on yeah. there, because that's a yeah. that's right up our alley, and I'm surprised we haven't watched it yet. So, yeah, um, um, I, I saw something similar to this article, and they mentioned that shows like Doom Patrol could be mm-hmm. on the outs because. They're just they're wanting to completely reset everything. Right. Which I'm not saying that's a bad plan. Just leave our shows you know. alone. Okay. Leave our shows alone. <laughs> Titans and Doom Patrol, don't touch them. Everything else, they, yeah, y'all yeah, free game at this point. They, they will though. They'll, yeah. They'll start with those. Yeah, that's uh, 
which I think they'll start with Doom Patrol first because they haven't even started filming the newest season yet. And they're, I think they're almost done with the Titans right now. So we will see. Releases, well, that doesn't matter. That's, that is, trust me, not, not $75 billion worth either. We'll get to there. Um, releases this week, Wednesday, August 10th. I am Groot on Disney+. Plus. Wednesday, August 10th as well, Lock and Key's final season on Netflix. Thursday, August 11th, Dota Dragon's Blood's newest season on Netflix. And then Sunday, August 14th, Tales of the Walking Dead on AMC. Oh, God. And, and I'm done talking for a minute. <laughs> Tales of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Tales of the End of the Walking Dead. Uh, we got about think, 18 more years of those. I think they played that out as much as they can. <laughs> uh, on the movies, have you watched anything else nothing uh, it's it's all been nah, nah. It's, it's just unhealthy taking addiction. part in your in your newfound voyeurism that you Dude, like so so bad i'm not even gonna downplay it it's i mean it's just like watching a tv show that's live 24 hours a day but you know okay i can't justify it it's it's creepy and it's weird okay all right i'm trying all right guys i'm trying <laughs> All right, uh, I did watch. I did watch one other movie during this span. Um, Abbott Costello's Jack and the Beanstalk. So this came Ooh. out. They they released a company called Classic Flicks. Uh, did a. I don't. I don't think it was a full restoration. This this was just a. They did a new transfer of the film. And uh, put it out on Blu-ray. And I picked it up because I'm a fan of Abbott and Costello. I grew up watching this. Um, it's it's great for kids. If you're an adult, this isn't this isn't what you would start someone off with for Abbott and Costello. Okay. Because it's very much the children's tale, mm-hmm. and it's it's got some songs in it, and it's just. It's not the most wonderful thing to sit through when some of these songs aren't very good. Yeah. You know? But the comedy moments are good, obviously. Um, But if you're going to dive down the Abbott and Costello rabbit hole with some of their other movies, give it a watch. Mm. Yeah. I I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. So it's good. It's just not... It's not even top ten for what I would recommend someone watch if they've never seen it before. Not our good ringing endorsement there. <laughs> well, it's not top ten. They have a lot of good stuff. Gotcha. You know. uh, on to this week's movie of Spiderhead, starring Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, and you know I was trying to place. What was her name, Lizzie? Mm-hmm. I was trying to place Lizzie because I was like, I've seen that face before. She was Michelle Tanner's friend in like 14 episodes, 14, 15 episodes, I think it said, of Full House back in the day. Really? It was weird because I was like, I've seen her face. Where do I know her from? She's also Black Canary, Dinah Lance, and Birds of Prey. Yeah, but I haven't watched that. Yeah, we haven't watched that. (laughs) That's crazy, Uh, though. Oh, she was in the Defenders as well. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just going through and seeing everything. Uh, so, Spiderhead. I don't know how spoilery we want to get because it it did just come out recently. 
Yeah. Um, light spoilers. I went like the big twisty yeah. stuff at the end. I wouldn't worry about. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. So basically, it's it's a prison, um, which looks very Marvel esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out out where it's out where it's set. You know, of course, it's the the prison itself on the CGI, um, the exterior shots. But uh, Chris Hemsworth character Steve, apparently he doesn't like. We find out why he doesn't want people calling him by his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he insists on Steve. He is a scientist, and he's put this facility together to stock with inmates that would normally be at regular prisons for various things and uh, he has all these different chemicals that he uses they have these packs attached to their backs and it'll inject whatever chemical he needs injected it does different things uh one of the chemicals makes you appreciate i guess the best way to put it is you appreciate the beauty and everything yep levectin um yeah so you you remember the names of the chemicals? I, Some I of them. I I watched it uh, last night. So, um, you have a chemical that makes you very agitated. Mm-hmm. There's uh, one that makes you very paranoid. There's basically one for every type of emotion. And uh, the his stated goal is to make this concoction of things so that society doesn't have to worry about prisons anymore mm-hmm. you know if we just get people on the right stuff they'll be we'll take out that defect of the brain essentially right yeah uh miles teller plays one of the uh inmates and it's not run like a prison like that's one of the first right. things i kept trying to Everyone's wrap my head around there's games there's stuff to do and it's like okay you know yeah there's <laughs> arcade games they can just kind of roam inside the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very strange. Of course, we find out why that's able to happen later on. Right. Um, but Miles Teller, we, we start to see him go through a lot of these things. There's some very funny uh, moments <laughs> where uh, he he gets a little action as a result of some of these mm-hmm. some of these chemicals. Uh, I was very times. happy for him. Yeah, I was very happy for him the first time. The second time, not so much. I was like, what? The almost third time, I was laughing. <laughs> he said, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I asked for cream. Y'all didn't give me any cream. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still not recovered. Right. I'm, I'm still sore. Right. That's so good. Uh, oh, man. Uh, but essentially, we find out as this goes, everything is not as it seems. And I'll leave that there. Um, Steve does have have an assistant, Mark. Which has not and, been uh, in a lot of things. And I really liked him. Yeah, he was really good. And it's just, like you said, hasn't done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Steve, pretty sure I said this, but just in case I didn't, played by Chris Hemsworth. Um, you you see pretty quickly mark is falling out of trust mm-hmm. he starts to pick he knows more of the story because he has to um but everything kind of 
works out in the end in its own way. Uh, I did like the special effects. We see why Miles is in prison. And I love the special effect of him. Um, I'll, I'll just, you know, he, he crashes a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, his, that was creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. really creepy. Like, to the point, like, you could tell it was CGI, but it was really well done CGI. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and trust me, they showed us like, a couple more times after that first one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're not letting me forget this. <laughs> no, no. But it looked very realistic. Mm-hmm as to how the human body would react in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so realistic that he would just wake up and, and be, yeah, be able to walk and move and everything. Cause the, there was a lot of broken things there and he just I, kept doing it. I guess their reasoning was his character had a lot of alcohol. So maybe he was just so limber. Yeah. Or that he, this know. is post Mr. Fantastic and Miles Teller is still uh, bendy. So <laughs> that too, that too. Um, I would recommend this. I would definitely say people check it out. I did give it three stars just because there's some there's some questions that I have mm-hmm. uh, that involve oversight of a facility like this. I just don't think it's. No guards, nothing. Yeah, no, it's not very logical. Uh, uh, I don't think that we'll get a sequel, but knowing them, they'll probably do it. Right, no Netflix. I. What do you think? I liked it. Didn't love it. It was great. I, I just Chris Hemsworth plays certain roles better than others. And a scientist, kind of smart alecky. Like, I just don't feel like he was directed that well. It's certain scenes. Same thing with Miles Teller. There were certain scenes with him. I was like, mm, didn't work for me there. But it was an okay movie. I gave it two and a half stars. It was real good going up until, what point was it? Um, the first instance of I-16 or I-19. Where he had to make a choice. Like, that's where I felt like it started to tumble down a little for me. Even Uh at the end, I was like, "Uh, okay. And then we get the big reveal. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. And then I felt like the, I think it just happened too quickly for me. I don't feel like it was fleshed out as much as it should have been. Like, we only have like three or four different set pieces that they worked with this whole movie. And I was getting kind of bored of the one room that they always were in. Um, but it was, it was definitely an eerie, creepy movie. Makes you think the, the, the big twist has been done before and it definitely felt like a MCU villain or a DC villain, um, prologue to like a justice league movie, which was really cool. I like how they kind of did it, but yeah, uh, two and a half stars for me. I, if they do a sequel, I could see it and how they would do it. I don't know yeah. if they will, but I could I could see it happening if they do. I don't want one. <laughs> yes, I don't I don't think it needs no. one. I, I, no, it definitely <laughs> doesn't. Um, I did like the exchange. I won't get into details, uh, but I did like the exchange where Mark gets the key. Not Mark. Um, Jeffe. Hefe. Jeff. 
Was it Jeff? Jeff, yeah. They get they they gets gets the key to the pantry. Oh, uh, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That that was good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely a it's a good movie mm-hmm. if you're looking for something to put on that's. It's got a little bit of action. It's you know the story keeps moving. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely worth a a watch. Um, Hemsworth's enjoyable in it. Like I, I I don't think he's he's not bad. No, it's just I don't think Chris Hemsworth's bad. It was just like some of the directing choices that they had him do things in was a little weird for me. Yeah, but no, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I could watch him play in anything really. But uh, it was a. There was a scene at the end. I think I'll probably wait and tell you after the show. But it wasn't very believable for me. No, I'm just going to say, it was a fight scene. And it was not believable to me that a, a DUI case knew how to fight and fight well. I was like, I don't, these are like some action spy high level moves. That you're pulling off, and I'm just not buying it. But other no. than that, it was now, if, if if they had said his character was had that accident while he was home on leave from military right. or something, yeah, you could. I would have believed it. Of, like there was like there was stuff with some spec yeah. out. She was doing all the stuff you see in the movies, like action movies. And I'm like this. Nah, this dude was just drinking and driving, you know. And that yeah, is, this this isn't very believable. <laughs> Yeah, and it could be that it seemed like that existed and they cut it. Yeah. So you're at two and a half, I'm at three. Um, next week we're going to watch Uncharted. I'm so excited about that one. It it was a surprise drop. Yep. Good old Netflix said, hey, we'll put it here. Yeah, let's just drop this for with no warning. <laughs> All right, let's get to news here. First up, from the Hollywood Reporter and Boris Kitt, Avengers The Kang Dynasty to be directed by Shang-Chi filmmaker Destin Daniel Cretton. The fifth Avengers movie is one of two that will close out Marvel's Phase 6 set of movies. It says, uh, since the climactic wrap-up of 2019's Avengers Endgame, which closed a chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe known as the Infinity Saga and grossed almost $2.8 billion worldwide, Marvel Studios is focused on introducing new heroes and pushing ahead with sequels starring some of its top characters. But, as revealed by Kevin Feige at Marvel's Saturday presentation at San Diego Comic-Con, the Avengers are assembling once again with back-to-back movies set for 2025. Um... That's really all we know right now. Yeah, it's, I'm really <laughs> but, surprised though. I mean, we've got what three years from now, and they've already got their director for that movie, which phenomenal job with Shang Chi. Like Shang Chi yeah. did great uh, this past year, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it because I think he's going to do a real good job with it, especially if Shang Chi's involved. So, I'd like a Shang Chi too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, next up, also from The Hollywood Reporter, this one's by Aaron Couch. Ben Affleck 
is returning for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now I he's going to be an this Amber. guy did not want to be Batman anymore, but he is in every damn movie. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he got married to Jennifer Lopez, and he needs more money. Right. You <laughs> see the you see the ring? Yes. I mean, good lord. Um. No, I figure he's coming back to take Amber Heard's spot. <laughs> don't, don't tempt me. Uh, <laughs> This is Jason Momoa revealed Bruce Wayne is back for the Aquaman sequel. We don't even know if the Aquaman sequel's back, to be honest. Right. With everything they're doing over there. Uh, that could change. But it says Arthur Curry and Bruce Wayne are reteaming with Jason Momoa, revealing mm. Justice League co star Ben Affleck will appear in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, Momoa revealed the news on Instagram on Thursday after fans on a Warner Brothers bus tour apparently caught wind Affleck was there filming with him. <laughs> How? You know, again, I know we compare the MCU and the DCEU a lot, right? MCU, we had no idea about a lot of those cameos. Oh, like Spider-Man, for example. No idea. They tried keeping this one under wraps, and a bus tour on the Warner Brothers lot <laughs> has Affleck on the set of Aquaman 2. Just, hey guys. And like, I saw the video, and I was like, oh my god, guys, this is... Like how and why, but you know, they I don't get it. <laughs> no, I I mean, it it goes into bringing up when he said in 2019 he was done with Batman and and how it was assumed it would be his final time with the role. Um, but he's in the Flash. He's in, uh, he was allegedly in Batgirl, and now he's gonna be an Aquaman. What uh. Yeah. Done, huh? You've got a funny definition of done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just I don't know, but like you know, like like we said, I mean, they may not even end up releasing that movie. Um, why so. is that, Chris? Why do you why do you have that speculation? DC, it's DC and Warner. They don't. They don't. No. Let's just let's just move on. <laughs> um. The Marvel Studios panel at D23 is set for Saturday, September the 10th at 10 p.m. Pacific time. You sure 10 p.m.? 10 p.m.? That's got to be that's got to be a.m., right? It's got to be. That's got to be. PM, PM's kind of late, yeah, although it's Marvel. Yeah, Maybe they're going to have yeah. some Blade news and they want it done at night. Let me, let me double check here. Uh, while you're double checking that, it is a.m. 10 a.m. So at noon central, <laughs> that's which gonna is be where a, we're at. A good day just in general, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why, but it's going to be a great day. Batgirl movie, by the way, mm -hmm. has been canceled. For those that are not aware, Warner Brothers just keeps teeing up all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is also from the Hollywood Reporter's Aaron Couch. He has details behind the cancellation. It says, on Tuesday, Batgirl filmmakers Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah were in Morocco, where they'd recently celebrated El Arbi's wedding at a bash attended by guests such as their Bad Boys for Life star Will Smith. They just had to hopefully throw that in there. Just Hopefully he didn't slap anybody. Right. And I, I did hear he apologized, though, yeah. so. In the afterglow of the happy occasion, they received the stunning news their upcoming DC film Batgirl would be shelved, despite it being deep into post-production ahead of a planned HBO Max bow. 
The filmmakers are said to have been given a heads up shortly before articles circulated online. Um, it does get into how it was a casualty. And is this the, let me double check. The yeah. statement is the same That's... one I sent you. Okay. All right. So we'll get to it here in a minute, but. Batgirl was a casualty of the new corporate strategy from Warner Brothers Discovery's CEO, David Zaslav, who opted to shelve the project in order to take a tax write-down on the $90 million film. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. So it wasn't even a creative decision. Right. It wasn't about, really, a reboot of the universe. It was money. Yeah. What is that uh, what's coming down to with the DCEU? The film had been greenlit for around $80 million under former Warner Media CEO Jason Kalar, who also teed up multiple DC projects for HBO Max that would be budgeted more modestly than the theatrical DC offering. Uh, the budget jumped to $90 million due to COVID protocols. It's Just uh, when they canceled an $80 million film, or $90 million film, how? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean... This is like one of the biggest news things. Like, um, I know it's DCEU, nice big. If a random Marvel film was canceled during post production, it's different. I know, but in the in the movie world, this is a huge deal. A ninety million dollar film just canceled. We'll never see the light of day. Yeah, just and that. this particular article, I urge people to to go uh, take a look at it. It does get into a lot more. It gets into a lot more concerning. Um, other projects. People are wondering about Blue Beetle now. It's going to actually. I'm curious about that one. Um, it does also kind of get into some more of the Batgirl stuff. Um, uh, in terms of, we get a little bit of who was in it. Mm -hmm. They they do mention some of that, but they talk about the strategy going forward for HBO Max Discovery. Um principally being that they are going quality, not quantity. They're going to have to change a lot if yeah. that's the case because there's not a lot of quality. <laughs> not a lot of quantity either, really. Let's just be no. honest here. <laughs> no, not really. But let, let me get you the, the statement from the folks involved. So it says, we're saddened and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it's critical our work be shown to audiences. And while the film was far from finished... We wish that fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will, inshallah. Our amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring Batgirl to life. We are forever grateful to have been part of that team. It was a dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob Scipio, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, who portrayed Batgirl with so much passion, dedication, and humanity. In any case, as huge fans of Batman since we were little kids, it was a privilege and an honor to have been a part of the DCEU, even if it was for a brief moment. Batgirl for life. It's heartbreaking. Just, it's, that's just, that sucks. I'm just going to say what it is. It sucks. Yeah. It's, uh, doesn't I'm not excited for the uh, the future of uh, some of those titles that we were talking about, like Blue Beetle. Like especially, I'm really excited about that because Blue Beetle's a fantastic character, and I think they will can it. Especially just they're in the middle of filming right now, so yeah. 
Also from the Hollywood Reporter. Also involving DC. From Aaron Couch and Pamela McClintock. DC will have a 10-year plan akin to Marvel's playbook, says David Zaslav. We'll see. You can have... You can have all the plans you want, right. but if you don't have the right people to carry it out, or, it's not or just cancel matter. your movies either. So, um, yeah. So this says just two days after Warner Brothers Discovery made the stunning move to cancel the HBO Max film Batgirl, an unapologetic CEO, <laughs> David Zaslav, sought to reassure Wall Street there's a cohesive plan for the future of DC. What a, whoa, way to write that. Unapologetic. Uh, unapologetic. <laughs> Just, ah, did it. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> he said, you look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world, Zaslav said during an earnings call Thursday. Notice he didn't mention The Flash. Correct. Uh, he knows what he's doing. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we're going to focus, where there's going to be a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. We believe we can build a much more sustainable business. All right, that's the end of his quote, and they go on to say DC has long wished to emulate the success of the Disney-owned Marvel Studios, which Kevin Feige's built into the highest-grossing film franchise in history. Um, Zaslav recently brought Feige's former boss, retired Disney film chief Alan Horn, on as an advisor. During the earnings call, Zaslav suggested DC would try to emulate the Marvel playbook. Um... This is where he says, as part of that, we're going to focus on quality. We're not going to release any film before it's ready. DC is something we can make better. That I'll agree with. Yes, I was about to DC. say. Not far to, not much more lower no. you can get. You know, the, the bar to get over there has been buried <laughs> 10 feet underground. You just have to walk across it. Um, they let's see where was the next because this is something i read earlier i want to take a look this is a very that's also a very good article to read for everyone who's interested it is it is um it says he touted a number of the dc films coming up including black adam and shazam fury of the gods and addressed rumors some of those films could still shift dates with, <laughs> without confirming or denying any specifics um he said we're excited about them We've seen them. We think they're terrific, and we think we can make them even better. Uh huh. Those things, okay. Yep. <laughs> um. They then get into that Ezra Miller stuff, which I'm not going to rehash here. Right. Um. He also revealed while he is focused on theatrical releases, a number of movies will be released with shorter windows and with different marketing campaigns. But will always be agile, and the focus will be on theatrical. Well, yeah. It's so with money. with that, um, he kind of made me think he just backtracked on we're going to have a plan because he said he says we'll always be agile, and the focus will be on theatrical. We'll always be agile means that we'll be able to change whatever we feel like we need yeah, to change when we want to so like you don't it. so you don't have a plan no no it's fluid well we brought a guy on he'll he'll help us we brought a guy on he came out of retirement we, of course he came out of retirement but how much did he really help kevin feige right and because you know that was his, that's the question to ask that was his boss that doesn't mean that he is responsible for what feige's been able to do 
you know, it's big enough. Like, I would love a a memoir or something from him over oh, that, all of this because that would be something I would really like to read. Talk about a bestseller. God, well, that's like uh, Reggie Philome, you know, from uh, Nintendo of America. Like, I'm uh-huh. like 80% done with his book. Dude, it's from where he started to where he got to Nintendo of America is phenomenal. And, like, the reason I would really like his book, you know, a little short little uh, book review here is that he, he writes it, and then he does like a section in it called So What? at Like, in different paragraphs of, like, what he took away from this at different points in his life and how he got to that. So, like, um, so what of managing above expectations and things like that. It was just, it's really good, really well written. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we have no new releases this week. Nothing. But you know, uh, So... On the games. Yes, 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 yes. Have you been playing anything good? I know we've got uh, Madden coming out soon. It's coming out soon. I was able to delete it. The Madden 22, I was able to delete. I just finished what I needed to in Diamond Dynasty, so mm-hmm. tonight I'm probably going to start dropping in on maybe some more Assassin's Creed or Spider-Man. Or... Well, you've seen Assassin's Creed. There's a. It's been leaked that they are going to put an Iron Man skin in Valhalla and I know what you're thinking Vikings and Iron Man armor how in the world it's you know you've got my interest as well but am I going to play it and or buy it yeah yeah uh, there's no doubt in my mind so I will be re-downloading that <laughs> and as when you equip the armor does the Black Sabbath song play I don't know about that but you can use a uni beam so again really? Vikings technology and you know i understand what you're asking here um, i have been playing near replicant um the remaster from the 2010 game this one came out in 2021 i've been wanting to get into the near series just because i've heard it's a great uh little R- action rpg hack and slash kind of game it's fun it, it takes some leaps i'm already my heartstrings have been plucked a couple of times but it's a it's a fun darker storytelling game but I'm the, the main character, man. He's you start off, and I didn't realize there's a time jump in this game. There's like a five year time jump. You go from annoying little kid that you couldn't really tell, guy, girl, um, whatever else, and then he has a glow up like five years later. And I'm like, okay, I mean, this is one good looking dude. Like, I mean, he went from okay, like 17, he's like 23. All right, anyways, I'm not a pervert. Uh, so that's what I've been playing. Really been enjoying it. <laughs> I want to play it a lot more. But here's the thing. It's got like seven different endings. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to try and go through and play every different ending. I'll just YouTube it like normal people. Uh, <laughs> quick news here. GTA 6 has a playable female protagonist. And the game will be set in Vice City. I'm going to GameSpot.com by Eddie McCooch. GTA 6 will oh, feature... Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah McCooch. McCooch, whichever. Depends on part of the country you're from. Grand Theft Auto 6 will feature a female protagonist that takes place in, around Miami, a.k.a. Vice City, according to a new report. Bloomberg reports that a Latina woman will be one of the two leading characters in the game, and the story is influenced by the infamous bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. The report also suggests that the original plan for GTA 6 was for it to be more vast in size than any GTA game before, with early designs pointing to a map that could cover large swaths, large swaths or swaths, swaths, of North and South America. At the time, the project was reportedly codenamed Project Americas. 
However, management elected to pare things down to focus on one city in particular, a fictional version of Miami, along with its suburbs. None of this is a total surprise, as leaks and rumors suggested GTA 6 will return to Miami, called Vice City in GTA's world, and feature a female protagonist. Um, trying to see... I don't think they mentioned it here. Uh, oh, here it is. They, they did. Uh, as for when GTA 6 might be released, the report said development on the title is progressing slower than some developers expected. The pandemic caused production delays, the report said, but another factor causing the slower development was due to the changes at Rockstar to help improve culture and working conditions. Additionally, the design department was said to have been reconstructured to help workers avoid excessive overtime. Awesome. With all that in mind, developers told Bloomberg that GTA 6 is probably at least two years away, putting its potential release date at some point in 2024 at the soonest. So they don't know yet who's going to be cast in the role. Correct. If they had, they haven't said anything yet. So I imagine right. they'll come out once the trailer is. Because they're there. not DC and they don't spoil stuff. Right. Just from a random press tour to someone doing a Warner Brothers tour. Uh, PlayStation Plus monthly games have been released. Yakuza Like a Dragon is a great game, by the way. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, also a great game. And Little Nightmares, another fantastic game. Ladies and gentlemen, notable new releases this week. Two Point Campus for everything August 9th. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered for the PC. And Voyage for everything will be, okay, besides PC, will be August 12th. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been your 80th. One through 80, we've had 80 episodes of this show. Um, one hundred right? right around the corner. It's, a, it's been, you know, some good stuff. 80 episodes. Thought I was stroking out for a second. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening and or watching this episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcasting service you're using. Don't forget to subscribe on the Nerdwide Podcast YouTube. Hit the bell down below. Let you know every time a video goes live. If you're on podcasting services and want to know when it goes live, go to our Facebook uh, on Nerdwide Podcast. Search us in there. Follow us. You'll see when the episode pops up. Or our Twitter at Ty or at Nerd underscore Wide. Uh, Twitter, you follow us individually at Ty underscore Haynes for myself and Chris at MathTN7. As always, this has been the Nerdwide Podcast. And thank you so much for watching and listening. And we cannot wait to talk to you about everything next time. See you then. Later, guys.